It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We welcome you to another episode of the Locked On Redskins podcast. Good to have you guys with us. I'm Chris Russell. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Russellmania621. You can follow the podcast at Locked Redskins as well. You can read me online and check out some videos as well. SI.com slash NFL slash Redskins for the Redskins Maven channel. On SI.com, Sports Illustrated, of course. And as well, you can subscribe to the Warpath magazine, a monthly periodical uh, from Rick Snyder, myself, and others about and dedicated to Washington Redskins coverage. Don't forget also, you can listen to me on 1067 The Fan and the Radio.com app anywhere for free whenever I'm on, which I'm on it. Usually in the evenings, East Coast time, but you can listen to it on demand uh, via podcast uh, and as well archive uh, on the Radio.com Rewind app. So plenty, plenty, plenty of choices, plenty of choices. And also, I forgot one other thing. Don't forget, each and every day, Monday through Friday, uh, usually in the early to mid-afternoon, we'll have Google one in five minute approximately sometimes shorter, news updates via Locked on Redskins. So you go to Google and you say, hey, Google, play me Locked on Redskins, and you'll get downloadable, easy to listen to, one- and five-minute reports on your favorite football team. And you can do that across the board. But check out Locked on Redskins via the Google News Initiative, one- and five-minute reports, easy to find, easy to get to. So thanks for being with us. Hope you had a great weekend. I hope you enjoyed the last episode. Uh, We're back again. Obviously, the news is kind of slowing down a little bit. The Redskins staff checking out the Senior Bowl. Uh, I'm not sure at this point, as I record this, exactly who is there uh, at this point. Coaches and staffs do it a little bit differently. Um, I remember... Mike Shanahan, the year that he, they, the only year, I believe, that Mike Shanahan ever went down to Mobile was when the Redskins coaching staff was coaching that week and in the game. And that was, and that happened to be 2012. And that was the year that they drafted Kirk Cousins. Now, in fairness, they were also, or they, the way I understand it, and I think others understand it as well, they were very likely, if not definitively, going to take Russell Wilson ahead of Kirk Cousins. They also tried to get Peyton Manning to sign on with them before making the deal for the number two overall pick, and therefore it turning out to be Robert Griffin III. So could you imagine? They almost they had a shot at Peyton Manning. Mike Shanahan put on the the heavy recruitment. Um, My understanding was, and I reported this at the time, that 
Peyton Manning did not want to come to the Redskins for many other choice or many reasons, uh, one of which being he did not want to take on his brother Eli Manning twice a year. And I kind of understand that. Um, and I caught a lot of heat about that. But that turned out to be true. That turned out to be true. And on top of that, it, could you imagine if the Redskins had been able to get Peyton Manning here, who then ultimately went to the Denver Broncos, and if they would have been able to draft Russell Wilson as his backup and as the future? I mean, come on. Instead, they wound up trading a boatload of picks for Robert Griffin III and Kirk Cousins, who eventually usurped Griffin and then played franchise tag, franchise tag tango, I should say, uh, with the front office. Uh, so that's interesting. Uh, again, I don't remember Shanahan being uh, there for more than that one year. Gruden, Jay Gruden, went, I think, twice. Maybe he went more times. I've never been to the event. Uh, lots of NFL people obviously are there, uh, and we will have all sorts of uh, coverage as it becomes available throughout the week. They're just really kind of getting started. The game itself is on Saturday, obviously a very important draft coming up for the Redskins, and we'll provide plenty of draft coverage. We're going to have uh, draft spotlights and all that stuff coming up here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. All right, so let's start with this. Bill Callahan reportedly has a new home. Maybe by the time you listen to this, he'll officially have a new home. According to the NFL Network, who was first to report Bill Callahan joining the Cleveland Browns as their new offensive line coach. Um, it's kind of interesting because, you know, he finished up as the interim head coach and, um, you know, I thought he did a pretty good job overall. They were 0-5 when he took over, and they finished 3-13, and right? So he was 3-8. and Not many ways to slice and dice that other than it's not good. I thought Bill Callahan kept this team very competitive, number one, in just about every game. Number two, and more importantly, they did things, I thought, the right way. Now, a lot of Redskins fans are going to disagree with that because they hate running the football and they thought Bill Callahan was boring and there were 16 quarters in a row uh, after he took over in which they did not score. And that didn't happen under Jay Gruden. And that is true. I can't deny that. They did go 16 quarters without scoring. The problem was is that 16-quarter streak started – in the first win of the year in Miami and then included a monsoon rain game against the now NFC Super Bowl representatives, the San Francisco 49ers, then a short week against Minnesota and Cousins in Minnesota in which Case Keenum's throwing the ball all over the yard in the first half, but they're not able to score touchdowns. And then Haskins comes in at the half and just can't do anything. And then at Buffalo for Haskins first of many starts in a row. Three top five defenses at that time. As a matter of fact, there were two, three, and four. And, oh, by the way, go try and win these games and score points with a rookie quarterback who clearly the staff thought was way, 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 way underprepared or not ready to go. And that included Bill Callahan. And he was right. And they were right. Now, maybe – Kevin O'Connell thought he was more prepared, more right. I don't know. But here's the bottom line. 
Redskins fans hated that they ran the ball primarily instead of throwing the ball all over the yard. The quarterback wasn't, again, prepared to do that. So how do you do that? What you're supposed to do as a coach with a scheme, with a personnel group, is do what you do best. Do what your strength is. Identify your strength. Execute your strength. And do that regardless the process. And the Redskins and Bill Callahan did that. And they slowly ramped up Dwayne Haskins to the point where he's not fully ready. He doesn't know everything. And now he's going to have to learn a completely new system. But to the point where Dwayne Haskins was ready to go and much, much, much more comfortable. Callahan and Kevin O'Connell and Dwayne Haskins both said against Philadelphia and New York before he got hurt for the season, Dwayne Haskins much more comfortable, and common sense tells you that, than against Minnesota, Buffalo, the New York Jets, vicious defenses. Greg Williams, a heavy blitz. I mean, come on. Give me a break with this anger, resentment, hatred, uh, frustration with Bill Callahan. It's absurd. Absurd. All right, coming up next, we'll tell you why he's a good fit in Cleveland as well. Who should Redskins root for, fans root for in the Super Bowl? Hmm. We'll answer that next on the Locked On Redskins podcast. Guys, what's going on? It's Chris Russell here. You know, we talk about physical fitness a lot. You've got to be physically fit to play professional football. But there's another side of the game that's just as important. I'm talking about mental fitness. Calm, the number one app for sleep and meditation, has teamed up with LeBron James to help train your mind. LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body. And Calm can help you train your brain so you sleep better, have less stress, and perform at your best. Who doesn't need that? I know I need it. For LeBron James, sleep is as important of his mental fitness routine as anything else. He says getting good sleep and finding time to rest is one of the most valuable things I can do for my body and mind. Maybe that's why I'm so stressed out. For a limited time, you and me. Our listeners can join LeBron James in using Calm with a 40% discount to an annual membership at calm.com slash locked on. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started right now at calm.com slash locked on. That's calm.com slash locked on. What's up, guys? It's Chris Russell, Locked On Redskins. Remember the days when you were always ready to go? Not to go to work. Not to go to the store because you forgot something, but ready to go to the bedroom. That's right. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed, fellas. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Chewable. They work up to twice as fast as a pill, and you can be ready to go whenever the opportunity comes about. If you could benefit from a little extra function, fellas, and more confidence where it matters, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew is prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy right now. We've got a special deal for our listeners. If you visit BlueChew.com, 
You get your first shipment for free when you use our special promo code Locked On. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code Locked On to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. Get it now, guys. All right, so Bill Callahan is heading to the Cleveland Browns, uh, reportedly, as their new offensive line coach. I think this is a good spot for Callahan. Obviously, you have... Baker Mayfield, who was up and down last year. You have a new head coach and Kevin Stefanski, whose first charge is going to be to get that offense going. So you know they're going to find a way to make that offense efficient. More importantly, you've got a pretty good left guard in Joel Batonio. He's one of the best in the NFL. You don't have much else, at least on the surface, to work with. Um, but you do have, in addition to Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry at wide receiver, you have two pretty good running backs and Kareem Hunt, who's still under contract. And Nick Chubb, who is a physical pound-the-rock type running back with some breakaway speed. I think this is a pretty good spot for Callahan because I think they're going to be committed to the run to help Baker Mayfield out. They're going to use play action. Um, I think Stefanski is safe for at least at least a year and a half, if not at least two years, and probably two years. It's more of a physical division which is Callahan style, Pittsburgh, Baltimore. Cincinnati is kind of Cincinnati, whatever. But I think it's a great fit for Bill Callahan. I'm surprised he didn't wind up in Cincinnati with his son. Now, they obviously filled out their staff, but he wanted out last year. He was done with the circus, Jay Gruden, everything. He wanted out, Bruce Allen wouldn't let him out of his contract. So he wanted to go to Cincinnati last year to join his son and Zach Taylor. I guess they just didn't have the room, but I'm surprised he didn't wind up there. So good for Bill Callahan. I think that's a good spot for him. The other part, and this I did not really think about on the surface, my buddy uh, JR did, so I got to give him credit. You know, remember there was all those rumors about Trent Williams in Cleveland during the season, right? And even before the season. Well, it makes a whole lot of sense now that you would spin Trent Williams potentially to Cleveland. He reunites with Bill Callahan. They need help at the left tackle spot. They're trying to compete. They've got good talent. By all accounts, seems like a pretty good match, right? It always seemed like a good match. So maybe you can spin Trent Williams, who I, I know they're trying to you know recruit back and make happy and make amends. Who knows if that's going to happen? Uh, but to me, that makes all the sense in the world. That's a really good thought. I'm going to have to write even more about that and see uh, what picks the Browns have and all that. Um, But I just wanted to throw that out there and give credit to my pal JR uh, on Twitter for helping me out with that because I don't know why. I didn't think about it immediately. I was doing a radio show when the news broke, uh, and I just thought, oh, good spot for Bill Callahan. But it could be a potentially good spot for Trent Williams, and it could be a resolution for the Redskins to get maybe a second-round pick, which they currently do not have. Uh, Remember, we couldn't even do Mock Draft Monday in the second round, according to the Draft Network, because, well, um, you know, they they had the first-round pick, the number two overall pick. If they don't trade down and they take Chase Young, then they don't have a second-round pick unless, unless they wind up trading Trent Williams or somebody else and recovering a second-round pick. And even then, I I don't think – they're getting anywhere near the second-round pick that they 
rightfully earned number 34 overall in the Montez Sweat deal. That's going to Indianapolis. They're not getting close to that, I don't think. But if they can get Cleveland's pick in the second round, that might be something that they can handle, and at least it makes up for. And ideally, you'd like to get more, but I don't know if you're going to get more at this point. All right. So I wanted to ask this. Who should Washington Redskins fans be rooting for in Super Bowl 54? The Kansas City Chiefs haven't been there in 50 years. They're coached by Andy Reid, longtime Chiefs and Philadelphia Eagles coach, and author of a couple of really embarrassing trades and episodes that involved the Redskins and made the Redskins look really bad over the last decade. Or... Kyle Shanahan, dun, da, da, who Redskins fans hate for some unbeknownst reason to mankind. And they hate his dad. I still don't get it. I don't understand it. I'll never get it. I have no idea why. Who are you guys going to root for in Super Bowl 54? I wrote a column about this, si.com slash NFL slash Redskins. I'm actually leaning slightly Towards Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs, even though I love Kyle and his staff and love what they're about, the run game, all that, my thought is, and I shouldn't think like this, but I don't know, I'm kind of left with no choice. I think Kyle's going to be back in Super Bowls again. I don't know if Andy Reid is because Andy Reid's been at this for a long time, and even though he seems to be good and having fun and all that stuff, with Patrick Mahomes and this Chiefs offense, which is electric, you know, I mean, you just don't know how much more he's got in him. It's a brutally taxing industry. So I'm kind of slightly favoring Andy Reid, who, again, suckered and embarrassed the Redskins a couple of times, once in the Donovan McNabb deal, once in the Alex Smith deal. And again, it's not Alex Smith's fault or the Redskins' fault that he got injured. It is their fault that they gave up Kendall Fuller in a third-round pick and then signed him to a four-year, $94 million extension. They didn't have to do that. He had one year left on his deal. They didn't have to make the trade. They could have found somebody else. And no matter what you want to say about the Redskins winning games, Alex Smith wasn't playing well. He didn't, apparently, based on people that I've talked to, others have talked to, he wasn't real comfortable in the scheme at that point and in the system at that point. And that's understandable. And there were issues. There was a lack of talent. But Alex Smith was passing for like 175 yards a game. And they were winning because of a strong running game and at that point a strong defense. And then it all fell apart. So Reed has authored that deal, the McNabb deal, for a second-round pick, high second-round pick in 2010, and as well a conditional third-slash-fourth-round pick that I think turned out to be a fourth. It might have been a third. I can't remember the back, uh, that far. But either way, it was two picks, and one was, like, number 37 overall, second round. And the Redskins have had no juice in the second round. I mean, it's just been a disaster. Uh, it's another thing I've got to do. I just had so much trouble in the second round. Maybe it's a good thing they don't have one right now. So much trouble. But then on top of that, on top of that, don't forget about the Monday Night Massacre, 2010 as well, November. After the bye week, after the benching in Detroit, Redskins give McNabb an extension that nobody was expecting. I don't even know if Donovan McNabb was expecting it. I sure as hell know that Mike Shanahan and Kyle Shanahan weren't expecting it. 
And yet he got one. Why? To avoid a PR disaster on Monday Night Football. And instead they went out and lost at home like 59 to 24 or whatever it was. Just a debacle. But I still am leaning towards Andy Reid, honestly. Still am leaning towards Andy Reid. And maybe you should too. Even though I love Mike Shanahan, uh, Mike and Kyle Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan specifically in this case and his coaching staff, you got to root for Andy Reid, right? He's been at this again a long, long time. And that's an exciting offense, of course, with Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill uh, and uh, Travis Kelsey and um, Nicole Hardman and. Um, and, and, oh, God, Sammy Watkins and a couple of running backs. I, I mean, they just, they just have talent on top of talent on top of talent on top of talent. I don't know how that San Francisco secondary is going to hold up against them. If they can hold up against the pass rush, Kansas City is going to win this game. So I'm going to slightly favor and root for, slightly lean towards rooting for Andy Reid, hoping he gets one before his, what I think is a Hall of Fame career, is done. All right, I'm Chris Russell. We'll wrap up the Locked on Redskins podcast with a quick thought next. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked on NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're wrapping things up here on the Locked On Redskins Podcast. Over the weekend, ProFootballFocus.com released their 32-team NFL needs profile. And for the Redskins, they identified two major needs, and they titled it bold, very noticeable, quote, running mates for Terry McLaurin and Quentin Dunbar, offensive line and tight end. I absolutely agree with the secondary need as a primary need, meaning defensive corner. And as a matter of fact, I I, kind of think they need to. Like Jimmy Moreland's a nice player, nice young player. You can do a lot better than Jimmy Moreland is what I would say at the slot corner. You can. Uh, let him figure it out somewhere. Let him be a backup rotational. Maybe he could play inside, outside like he did in his rookie season. I think you can do better than Jimmy Moreland. Get somebody. It's a slot league. Teams move really quick twitch guys in there, and sometimes they put their best guys in there. And if you're a defense that doesn't have a corner that travels with the top guy all the time, teams can take advantage of that by putting a stud inside the slot. Teams have done it now for years, and if you don't match up, If you don't put your top guy in man-to-man defense inside the slot, when that top guy goes in, you're in trouble. And even when you don't, again, quick twitch guys, number three receivers are essentially starters in a league that features a lot of three wide receiver personnel. So I would argue that the Redskins need two, two really good corners to complement Quinton Dunbar, who is, by the way, speaking of two, the second highest graded corner in coverage, according to ProFootballFocus.com, just shy of a 90 overall coverage mark, right behind Richard Sherman of the NFC champion uh, San Francisco 49ers. As far as offensive line and tight end go, uh, I would argue that that's a primary need, more than a running mate for Terry McLaurin. Why? Offensive line. Donald Penn, free agent. We don't know what's going to happen with Trent Williams' left tackle. 
Jaron Christian, not good. Not good enough. Let's put it that way. Left guard, Eric Flowers, free agent. Don't know if he's coming back, especially with Bill Callahan not there. Uh, maybe he goes and joins Callahan up in Cleveland, uh, but he would have to play right guard because Joel Batonio plays left guard. So we don't know what's going to happen there. On top of that, Brandon Sheriff, free agent. Franchise free agent, maybe, but we don't know that yet. We think, but we don't know. So to me, offensive line is as big of a need as a second corner and a third corner to match and pair with Quentin Dunbar. Offensive line is a huge need, huge need, as is tight end. The Redskins cannot trust that Jordan Reed is going to be healthy, and they already know Vernon Davis, free agent, not coming back. Thank you. Uh, appreciate it. Not not happening. Jeremy Sprinkle, not good enough. Uh, Hale Henches, thanks, not good enough. Maybe makes the roster. I don't know. Uh, I, I assume Sprinkle and Hale Henches will battle for that third tight end. Both of them can't be on the roster, I don't think. So to me, tight end, offensive line, and at least one starting corner, and I would argue two, maybe one free agency, one, those are needs. Now, these are off-season needs. These are not just draft needs. So remember, when we talk about this, it's not just about the draft. It's also free agency. So just something to keep in mind. All right, that's going to do it for us here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. I'm Chris Russell. Have yourselves a great rest of the week. We'll have content for you as much as we possibly can. Senior Bowl going on in Mobile, Alabama. We'll wrap up some East-West Shrine game stuff. Uh, As it relates to the Redskins, we haven't had a chance to do that. We'll keep you up to date on any news and any sound and any word coming out from Redskins land down in Mobile. Thanks for being with us. Adios. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.